Good morning and welcome to our Savior's Lutheran Church as we gather for this All Saints Sunday worship service. Whether you're joining us uh, via our YouTube channel, our podcast, or through our radio broadcast, we're so glad that you have found your way here to join in this time of worship. I remind you that a bulletin is available for download um, on our website at oslme.com. You are welcome to take a look at that bulletin and then you can um, participate and follow along as we worship together. A very big word of thank you and welcome to Bethany Shuba, who is here this morning playing for us beautiful music, the prelude included, and she'll be sharing um, special music throughout our worship service this morning. Thank you for being with us, Bethany. At this time, I invite you in preparation for worship to take a moment to light a candle, gather some bread and wine or juice in order to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on in our service. Um, today, I also encourage you, if you're able to gather another candle or two, um, to light during our All Saints Remembrance Liturgy as we in particular remember those saints who have passed away this past year. We will be lighting candles here um, in memory and honor of those loved ones. We begin our worship with a thanksgiving for baptism. When we were baptized in Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live a new life. For if we have uni been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Eternal God, maker of heaven and earth, who formed us from the dust of the earth, who by your breath gave us life, we glorify you, Jesus Christ, the resurrection and the life, who suffered death for all humanity, who rose from the grave to open the way to eternal life. We praise you, Holy Spirit, author and giver of life, the comforter of all who sorrow, our sure confidence and everlasting hope. We worship you. To you, O blessed Trinity, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn for all the saints, hymn number 422, and we will sing verses 1, 2, 4, and 6.
beloved of God, called to be saints, grace, mercy, and peace be with you all. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We now join our Director of Children's Ministry, Denise Vick, for a children's message this morning. Good morning, boys and girls. This is Miss Denise, and I'm going to read to you a story called Water Bugs and Dragonflies. Down below the surface of a quiet pond lived a little colony of water bugs. They were a happy colony living far away from the sun. For many months, they were very busy scurrying over the soft mud on the bottom of the pond. They did notice that every once in a while, one of their colonies seemed to lose interest in going about with its friends. Clinging to the stem of a pond lily, it gradually moved out of sight and was seen no more. Look, said one of the water bugs to another, one of our colony is climbing up the lily stalk. Where do you suppose she is going? Up, up, up she went slowly, even as they watched. The water bug disappeared from sight, and her friends waited and waited, but she didn't return. That's funny, said one water bug to another. Wasn't she happy here? asked a second water bug. Where do you suppose she went? wondered a third. No one had an answer. They were greatly puzzled. Finally, one of the water bugs a leader in the colony gathered his friends together. I have an idea. The next one of us who climbs up the lily stalk must promise to come back and tell us where he or she went and why. Oh, we promise, we promise, they all said solemnly. One spring day, not long after, the very water bug who had suggested the plan found himself climbing up the lily stalk. Up, up, up he went. Before he knew what was happening, he had broke through the surface of the water and fallen onto a broad green lily pad above. Weary from his journey, he slept. When he awoke, he looked about with surprise. He couldn't believe what he saw. A startling change had come to his old body. His movement revealed four silver wings and a long tail. Even as he struggled, he felt an impulse to move his wings. The warmth of the sun soon dried the moisture from his new body. He moved his wings again and suddenly found himself up above the water. He had become a dragonfly. Swooping and dipping in great curves, he flew through the air. He felt exhilarated in the new atmosphere. By and by, the new dragonfly lighted happily on a lily pad to rest. Then it was that he chanced to look below to the bottom of the pond. 
Why, he was right above his old friends, the water bugs. There they were, scurrying about, just as he had been doing some time before. Then the dragonfly remembered the promise. The next water wasp that climbs up the lily stalk will come back and tell where he or she went and why. Without thinking, the dragonfly darted down. Suddenly he hit the surface of the water and bounced away. Now that he was a dragonfly, he could no longer go into the water. I can't return, he said in dismay. I tried, but I can't keep my promise. Even if I go back, not one of the water bugs would know me in my new body. I guess I'll just have to wait until they become dragonflies too. Then they'll understand what happened to me and where I went. And the dragonfly winged off happily into its wonderful new world of sun and air. Now, boys and girls, let's bow our heads in a quick word of prayer. Thank you, God, for the story of the water bugs and the dragonflies. Thank you for the miracle that makes shiny dragonflies out of plain bugs. Please, Lord, remember all of those who have left the pond that we live in. Give them a good life, too, in a wonderful new world of sun and air. And then, Lord, remember me and let me someday be with them. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. The book of Revelation is written to seven churches in Western Asia Minor during a time of great oppression. Today's first reading is a colorful and visionary response to a question previously asked, who is able to stand? A reading from Revelation. After this, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God singing, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, these are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. To God. 
Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Beloved saints of God, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who is able to stand? In chapter 6 of Revelation, the narrator sees seven seals. One by one they are opened, and with each new seal, a new round of destruction and chaos is unleashed on the earth. At the end of the sixth seal and before the opening of the seventh, the narrator cries out, who is able to stand? Revelation's imagery is notoriously strange and at times terrifying and always difficult to make sense of. The author's context was radically different than our own. His community was experiencing severe persecution from the Roman Empire. But even without knowing all of those historical details, we can still make sense of the imagery and symbolism. We understand the urgency behind the narrator's question, his worry, his fear, and his concern. While times have dramatically changed since the author first recorded his vision, Christians in all ages have looked to the book of Revelation to help them make sense of their own time and to find comfort and hope in the crises they have faced. We're no different. 2020 has felt like a year of crises. We are in the middle of an ongoing global pandemic. Over 43 million people in the world have been infected and over a million have died. Here in the United States, we are fast approaching 225,000 deaths. And right now, the end is not in sight. Who is able to stand? We are in the middle of a climate crisis. Another hurricane, Hurricane Zeta, has made landfall on the Gulf Coast of the United States, and wildfires are still devastating large areas of the Western United States. Globally, sea levels are rising as ice in the Arctic continues to melt, natural habitats and ecosystems are being threatened, and migration patterns are shifting. Who is able to stand? 
our siblings of color continue to suffer as a result of racism and the racial injustices that are built into the fabric of our society, who is able to stand? We are just days away from a national election that will cap a contentious and divisive political cycle here in the United States. And regardless of the outcome, many people worry about what the next few weeks will bring and how our elected leaders will be able to bridge the divisions that exist and bring us together. Who is able to stand? 545 children have parents who cannot be found because they were forcibly separated from each other at the border, and we did not keep track of them. The Reverend Dr. Eric Barreto reminds us of Jesus' words that all of the law and the prophets hang on two commandments, love God and love neighbor. These two seemingly clear commandments are the highest call God places upon our lives, he writes. And in this moment, these two commandments indict the nation. Who is able to stand? And it's not just global or national events that weigh on our hearts and minds or that make us feel under siege. The impact of some of these global events have meant that some of us are facing new economic challenges. Many of us have gone for months without gathering with family and friends. Some of us have faced our own personal, physical, and mental health challenges. And some of us have been bereaved of beloved family members. Who is able to stand? Before the seventh seal is opened, however, the narrator's attention is drawn elsewhere. And he sees a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands, crying out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. This is how it is with God. Just when you think you can't stand up another minute, God pushes the pause button with a glimpse of salvation, with a glimpse of what can and will be. Jesus, the Lamb, breaks through our nightmare with God's grace and love so as to sustain our faith that we might carry on. This new vision interrupts the chaos and terror of the opening of the seals to reassure the narrator and us that not all is lost. Are there any who are able to stand? The answer is a resounding yes. And it's not just a few that will make it through that will be able to stand, but a multitude. The innumerable robed multitude who are praising God they are able to stand. They are the ones who, when faced with their own challenges, their own crises, put their trust and hope in God, and who let the light of Christ the Lamb shine in and through them. They were the ones who experienced hunger and thirst and the scorching heat of the sun. They are the ones who were poor in spirit and who mourned. They are the ones who showed mercy 
and who worked for justice and peace and who pursued righteousness even at personal risk, but who now find shelter in the presence of the living God. They are ordinary people from every age and from every nation whose lives have been transformed by the extraordinary power of God's love and grace. In the face of great trials, whether of global or personal proportion, it is God's people, God's beloved, God's saints who are able to stand. Not because we are somehow immune from the suffering around us, we are not, but because God has promised to be with us and to support us and to keep us on our feet. No crisis is so great that God cannot see us through or overcome it. And the white-robed saints of today's vision remind us that even death cannot knock us down for good. The saints live in the presence of God and with Christ forever. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, too, offers a vision of sorts. Just before his sermon, Jesus had been traveling around Galilee, proclaiming the good news and healing people from a variety of diseases. And so he knew firsthand the kinds of challenges people were facing. And he knew, too, that the world as it is, is not the world as it could be or even as it will be. He begins his sermon with a series of wisdom sayings that are known to us as the Beatitudes. But like much of Jesus' wisdom in his stories and in the parables that he tells, his wisdom turns conventional wisdom on its head. Jesus casts a vision of people's lives and the world transformed by divine blessing, transformed by the power of God's grace and love. But more than simply casting a vision for some distant future, Jesus works to bring that vision into fruition now. He feeds the hungry, comforts the bereaved, spends time with those who are downcast, welcomes those who are shunned and rejected by society. And what's more, Jesus invites these blessed ones, those whose lives have been transformed by the blessings of God's love and grace, to participate and help in transforming the world around them. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, he tells them. So let your light shine so that others may know and experience the same blessings of God's love and grace. This is what a saint is, really. A person whose life has been transformed by the blessings of Christ and who, in response, share those blessings of love and grace with others. The power of God's love and grace will transform the world through the words and deeds of the saints. It is your actions of love and kindness and compassion and faithfulness even in the face of daunting global and personal challenges that will help to transform the world. And just as Jesus' vision is not for some far-off future, neither is the vision in Revelation. Even now, the, right, the white-robed saints are standing in the presence of God, singing songs of God's salvation and victory through Christ, 
the saints on earth together with the saints in heaven stand as witnesses to the power of God to transform a world beset by overwhelming challenges. Conventional wisdom teaches that the rich and powerful and famous are the movers and shakers and shapers of the world. And so at the end of the day, we expect them to be the ones standing, protected in part by their wealth and status and power. But the vision in Revelation and the wisdom that Jesus shares in his Sermon on the Mount reveal that the truth is otherwise. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might belong to our God forever and ever. It is God and the Lamb who win the day and who gathers the saints from all times and all places to dwell forever in the house of the Lord, where goodness and mercy shall surround them. In the face of such great challenges, who is able to stand? Those whose lives have been transformed by the power of God's love and grace. It is the saints. It is you who is able to stand. Thanks be to God and to the Lamb. Amen. We sing together our hymn of the day. Behold the host arrayed in white hymn number 425, and we sing verses 1 and 3.
and gratitude, we give thanks for the lives of the saints in all times and places. We remember our ancestors in faith, from Abraham and Sarah to Paul and Phoebe. We remember your prophets and priests, ministers and teachers who taught us the ways of God. We remember the renewers and servants of the church who call us together around the gospel of salvation. We remember those who are poor in spirit, those who mourn, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. We remember those whose lives ended in violence, those who have been separated from their families, and those who have died from COVID-19. We remember all those who have shared their life and faith among us here at Our Savior's Lutheran Church and who have died in this past year. We remember Mary Langford. Dick Weber. Pastor Jeffrey Scott. Avis Olshenbruns. Mary Anderson. Maggie Johnson. Jareen Clements. Jeanette Breckner. Steve Terry. Gwen Lacander. Marion Jensen. Audrey Erickson. We remember children and grandchildren, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives and parents whose lives have shaped our own and, and who live now fully in your presence. We invite you now at home to light a candle in memory and in thanksgiving for those whom you remember.
looking to Jesus and surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, may we, who are still in our pilgrimage on earth, live forgiven, running the race God has set before us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Longing for Christ's reign to come among us, we pray for the church, for the world, and for all in need. After each petition, we sing together, Jesus, remember me. of all the saints. We praise you for prophets, evangelists, and martyrs whose sacrifices witness to your gospel across time and space. Inspire us by their courage to carry our faith to new people and new places, to our neighbors near and far through our acts of service and love. As the universe proclaims your greatness, O oh God, bless the work of naturalists, conservationists, and park rangers who help to focus our attention on the wonders of the world you have made. We pray to the Lord. participate in another national election, help us all to seek to better understand our common needs and seek our common good. Unite us in a common purpose to serve our neighbors and our communities. Lord God, as your son blessed those living with poverty, grief, hunger, thirst, and persecution, so encourage us to extend your blessings of love and grace to a world in need. We pray to the Lord. Neighbor to neighbor, empower. 
empower the voices from new communities of faith to shape a more diverse witness to your saving power. Countless are the saints you have called by name and gathered to yourself. Comfort us as we remember and give thanks for them today and as we still grieve their loss. In faith, may we join with them in offering our lives in service and love in ceaseless praise to you. Receive our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, until that day when you gather all creation around your throne, where you will reign forever and ever. We pray to the Lord. here this morning, please um, share a greeting of peace with them as we send our love and our greeting of peace to you as we greet one another. Peace be with you. Peace. I thank you, sisters and brothers and friends of OSL. Thank you for your continued generosity, for all the ways that you support the work of helping those in need here in our community and in the ongoing ministry of our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways of Jesus. We welcome your offerings to OSL and our shared ministry. You're invited to continue to send in your offerings to our church office or use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, we encourage you to gather some bread and wine or juice to prepare for the celebration of Holy Communion as we now sing together our offertory, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, hymn number 632, and we sing the first verse together. blessings. Number us among them, that as we gather these gifts from your abundance and give thanks for your rich blessings, we may feast upon your very self and care for all that you have made. Through Jesus Christ, our sovereign and servant. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, endless is your mercy and eternal your reign. We praise you for the grace shown to your people in every age, especially the gift of your Son, Jesus, who in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Join our prayers with those of your saints of every time and place. To you, O God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory in your church and in the world, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We are bound together by the power of the Holy Spirit that holds us together with all the saints in every time and in every place and we share this one meal together. I invite you now to share that meal with those you are gathered with or to receive the gifts of communion yourself. As you partake of this meal, we will hear a gift of special music from Bethany. She will be playing just as I am. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you.
may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in this simple meal you have set a banquet. Sustain us on the journey, strengthen us to care for the least of your beloved children, and give us glad and generous hearts as we meet you on the way. Amen. Now may the God of all creation, in whose image we are made, who claims us and calls us beloved, who strengthens us for service, may the God of all creation give you reason to rejoice and be glad as the blessings of God, sovereign, savior, and spirit are with you today and always. Amen. As we conclude worship today, I first and foremost want to offer a huge thank you to Bethany Shuba for sharing beautiful special music with us. Thank you so much for being here and everyone at home is applauding, so we do as well. Thank you for sharing your gifts. I have a few um, announcements to share to brief you, the ministers of OSL. Um, the first is that um, we are still taking your reflections as we put together an Advent devotional. You are invited, the people of OSL are invited to help write our Advent devotional this year. You're invited to submit just a simple description of one of your favorite traditions around the Christmas holiday. It can be anything from baking to decorating to making a favorite meal or singing carols together, um, anything that your family does as a tradition. Um, you're invited to share perhaps a, just a few details about how that tradition started or how it's changed over the years, what it means to you. Um, you have until the 12th of November to submit um, those wonderful items that will be then put together in an Advent devotional. You can send um, those traditions to Pastor Sarah. And if you have any questions at all, I know she would be happy to answer them as well. In addition, our community is putting together Thanksgiving meals once again this year. We're collecting food items to pack up 25 um, Thanksgiving meals for families in need in our community. If you'd like to donate some food items, you can call the church office to sign up and to get a list of what items are needed. Those um, items will also be included in our scope, our newsletter that's coming out to you in just a couple of days. But if you wanna jump, uh, jump on those purchases right away, call our church office, email our church office, and we'll get that information to you. We have concluded our Wednesday Compline evening outdoor service for the year. As next Wednesday, it will com be completely dark by 5.30 p.m. Um, so we, we do look forward to opportunities to meet outside as we're able here in this time. Um, so stay tuned for little ways in which we will try to be creative and bring those opportunities to you. But I do remind you that the Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Matins um, morning prayer service does continue if you'd like some information about how to get connected to that Zoom um, gathering, you can contact my colleague, Pastor Sarah. Finally, I remind you um, that there, if there is a prayer concern you have or you'd like to visit with one of your pastors or one of our parish nurses, please reach out to us. We are here for you. All of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. 
we conclude our worship this day as we sing together our sending hymn, Jerusalem, My Happy Home, hymn number 628. <laughs> to God.